This album touched on a lot of spiritual components, biblical components, faith components, and I just, as a pastor, Ben, how do you feel like, how, like, how do you respond to some of the things you heard? So I, I guess I respond in a couple of different ways. So I, I think about like my high school self that didn't really think very clearly about biblical concepts and theology, but just loved that the Bible was included yes. in anything. And yeah. so I think mm-hmm. if I had picked this up in especially earlier in high school, I would have like probably paused, especially if there was a parental advisory sticker on it and maybe put it back. I don't remember if there was. Um, but uh, but listening to it and finding that there were like little hidden nuggets of scripture passages and biblical stories would have probably thrilled me. And I wouldn't have thought much more than that. The sort of more jaded seminary grad in me like wants to think more critically about like when she's referencing and mm-hmm. like dig deeper and like Lauren are you adding these things just to like show that you're you know that you sort of cleaned up your life and and you're on the straight and narrow now or are you adding them because there's like a, a legitimate spirituality to the way that you're experiencing the world and that sounds really like that sounds horrible to like cr- to criticize an artist in that way mm-hmm. but I think that um, I think especially in this moment in time where Christianity specifically is being so mishandled, especially by politicians, but by lots of other celebrities. I bristle a little bit when I hear pop culture trying to mush things together. I found myself flipping between these two parts of my personality where I'd be like, oh, that's cool. She threw that in there. And also like, I can't believe she threw another one in there. Is that really necessary? And uh, and those two things. You haven't listened to her Unplugged album then, have you? It's been years. I know I listened to that back in college, but it has oh, been a long time. That is intense. Oh, she goes I'm, not, into I'm not doing a. I'm not. I hand typed that list of biblical references. <laughs> I am not doing that for the live album. No, <laughs> not at all. She spends a lot of time just talking in that, and her songs are. She also has some like sort of spoken word stuff there that's different than the album, right? That she that she goes into great detail. A, I know that she was going through a lot of crazy stuff, and B, I know that her her sense of spirituality is authentic and true. I don't think that any of the stuff that's on this album was put there simply to like make an extra buck off the Christian crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess I find myself just wanting to know more. And that's the way I think I am with a, a lot of sort of faith and spirituality things. Like I, I'd, I'd like to have a cup of coffee with her and say like, where did the name Zion come for your son? And what does Zion mean to you? Like I, I understand that to be the, the sort of Hebrew uh, narrative of a city on a hill. Like, is that how you think of your child? And and what did it mean for you to be experiencing this unexpected pregnancy and to name, to give that name to that moment? And how did that redeem it for you? Like, I think all the 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 biblical references here just raise so many more questions in me than they do sort of make me sort of comfortable that she's a Christian too. <laughs> right. Yeah. So if, if that helps at all, I don't know. Does it? What does it do for you, Rach? Especially, you know, twenty years after you heard it for the first time. Well, I think that was what was something that was really encouraging to me when I did listen to it for the first time because I did grow up with a faith background and went to church yeah. and and I wasn't one of those people who like, 
loved praise music and loved right, all right. So when you hear Lauren say like, and here's this mixture where hip hop meets scripture, develop a negative into a positive picture. I was just like, she she is Christian and yeah. she's singing to a secular crowd. And I'm like, here's this woman who I just admire because you're not afraid to talk about your faith, but at the yeah. same time, you're not all like, oh, like we're singing praise chords and music over and over again, right? Like you're just right, right. these powerful pieces and just speaking the truth that God's giving you. I don't know. I think that was what was really shocking. And so uh, I also had cousins and friends who listened to a lot of U2 and that was the same kind of thing. Like <laughs> you see these secular bands, yeah. but you know they have a strong faith and they're able to put elements of that into their lyrics and their music. Right. And it's, it's, I don't, it's very encouraging. So. Well, and even more than you two, I think Lauren is willing to strip away some of the like uh, hypocrisy that a lot of people of faith carry. <laughs> like, I, I think that there's this tendency in a lot of churchy spaces to like paint a really rosy picture. I found Jesus and so everything is perfect. Right. And Lauren's not doing that. Like she oh. talks about her faith, but she's not saying that life is perfect. And I think that's the sort of that tension i think is like something that churches need to <laughs> embrace mm -hmm. and um so that is like maybe my favorite part of the inclusion of of sort of biblical references here is is that she's not saying like uh it's all good now um in the way that a lot of praise music and a lot of uh, faith spaces do there was this really um uh, kind of depressing survey that went out to people aged like 18 to 35 a few years ago and they asked them to like name the 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 words that were um, came to mind when they heard the word Christian and they were like um, they were anti-science homophobic judgmental pro-war and uh, hypocritical and <laughs> like I think that's the thing that like when I hear someone start to include faith Mm -hmm. I, I have this fear that like, oh boy, are we heading into that kind of a space where it's weaponizing faith to sort of get your point across that's leading to the way that the church is viewed today. And she's not doing that here, which is like really amazing. And kind of, I think, offers a salvation to those of us who got burned by churches who did that. Like in the song that you're referencing, like the song about her son, Zion, like she mm -hmm. basically, she had just finished this great career with the Fugees. Yeah. She was like at the top of her game in a sense. They were ready to do some other things. She got pregnant and lots of people were like, you need to have an abortion. You need to yeah. do what's best for your career. And instead she chose her, her son and she chose like, this was a blessing from God. And yeah. some might people think this is a mistake, but I'm going to see, see the best in this situation. And I'm going to love this baby and continue to love God and, yeah pretty pretty powerful especially i know as like a mom and like i'm sure parents would do like you don't really recognize that gift until you have kids and it's yep. definitely something that is is a blessing and i think when you're when you have to make a hard choice like that that's every like, time she gets the f refrain now the joy of my world is in Zion and it gets higher and higher uh, as she says it over and over. Like I, I get physical chills. Like I almost had to stop pushing my shopping cart in the grocery store. Cause I was like, Whoa, this is like, I think that was the moment where I thought Mike about um, Joni Mitchell for the first time where I was, mm. 
comparing yeah. it to her song about little green and the baby that she had to give up um mm-hmm. it's like two women like sort of pouring out their soul about this life and what might come from it and yeah it's it's amazing and like right now I work in labor and delivery. And so I see birth oh, like yeah. every day, which is so powerful. But you also hear these stories of these women who've lost yeah. their babies and had yeah. to have an early abortion and, and different things. And so this like this power of life inside you is is so strong. And so it's it's that's probably one of my favorite songs, too. So you could add that to your your Spotify album. But. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping we would get to talk about this song because mm-hmm. I I, I I had a feeling that if if for you both of you Rachel and Susanna as you you loved this whole album I'm sure this was a song that you loved uh, so I'm sure that when you went back and listened to it again as a mother it just totally transformed the way you would listen to it mm-hmm. um, I, I'm sure it was very powerful before I'm sure it has multiplied greatly since <laughs> mm. um, I find that I'm challenged a little bit to think of some of these references. You, you made very many references to um, Lauren's faith and her devotion to Christianity uh, and God. And, and certainly after this, she, she went through different phases and uh, uh, studied with a, a spiritual leader. Um, and then we hear a lot of that coming out in the live album. Although I have to think that this album is is recorded and produced and released in the early part of her relationship with with Ro Marley. She had five kids with him, and at the beginning, I, I, I see a lot of the influence of Rastafarianism in the lyrics as well. So that I think sometimes there's a confusion to, and I'll include myself in this, to those who are a little ignorant about kind of the crossing over between Christianity and Rastafarianism. There's a lot of the same language but you know you asked ben why would you name your son zion wow what place does that have well that that is the the future utopian place yeah for rastafarianism they would i think would say that it would reference to the birthplace of humanity very specifically in ethiopia and that's kind of where it kind of looks towards this promised land is going to be back in africa mm-hmm. uh so uh, there's a lot of things tied in there and, and i'm please don't misunderstand me i'm not attempted to speak negatively about this at all i just i find it just to really understand it and also i I grew up in a christian context as well so i'm my initial reaction is to read it all as all these references as christian references but then i have to come back and look at them again and go well there's there's probably a lot of rastafarian influence and and there's other references that are not biblical Yes, yeah. a, a lot of um, um, references from Islam and places, different things that aren't necessarily biblical references, but uh, still are, are very, very interesting, very compelling. I too, Ben, kind of wondered a few times, is it just putting a reference in there for the sake of putting a reference in? But I really think it's, again, it comes back to her, to her authenticity, to expressing who she is. And this is, the, this is what she occupies her, her soul with is you know studying and reading and learning i don't know if she was um had any experience or devotion with the uh the rastafarian religion before she met uh ro marley uh, or if it started there i don't know i just know she grew up baptist and then her parents listened to a lot of gospel okay i think that's probably where lots of the scripture came from but then yeah a lot of the rastafarian would have would have made its way into that as well. 
And from what I've learned just in the last few days that even the neighborhood she grew up in, again, a, a lot of uh, Muslim influence as well. And again, a lot, she's talking about the names, yeah. all the, a lot of Muslim names, and, and that's the neighborhood, that's her her peer group, her yep. her social group is, is all these people from different uh, backgrounds, all having an, uh, an African background, but coming from, you know, from the Baptists, from uh, a Muslim group, from and then the other groups like again Jamaican or, or Rastafarian or whatever so to summarize that I kind of rambled there but it, it <laughs> is compelling it's very compelling yeah. especially yeah. to someone um, I think all three of us but I'll speak just personally as uh, someone who has studied uh, intensely uh, biblical studies and, and learned a lot um, and to be able to pick out even as I some things I just knew right away and other things I read oh I think that's uh, I think that's a biblical reference here okay let's put that in Google oh yeah there yeah that's from <laughs> Matthew okay you know just so like just all that stuff so it's a uh, it's very interesting it just adds again to the to the flavor of it if you like what you hear subscribe on your favorite podcast app and write a review send us a message at our Facebook page on Instagram or through our SoundLogic podcast Twitter feed thanks for listening